Hello and welcome to the Architects of the Future podcast, the podcast for agencies, software companies, and any business really in the creative sectors that rely on custom work. This podcast is all about how to create more predictability in your business, more scalability in your business, so you can have more financial freedom of time and of resources so that you can put your creative skills and talents to going out and serving the world and creating a big impact. Why? Because I believe that more empowered creative businesses, more opportunities so that we can solve all the complex problems in the world today. So if you're someone who's looking to create a big impact and you're someone that's working in the creative sectors, then this podcast is for you. So I'd like to welcome you to the very first episode of Architects of the Future podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the five key industry pitfalls. Now, this is literally a game-changing concept. If you're looking to grow and scale your creative business, your agency, your software company, if you're looking to have more predictability, then it's very hard to do so without understanding first these five key elements that are holding you back and that keep the game rigged such that it's very difficult for you to achieve the kind of freedom and impact that you so crave through your creative business. So buckle up, take some notes, and... Welcome to the very first episode of the Architects of the Future podcast. The first session is all about gaining awareness of what's been holding you back so far. And in order to understand where we need to go, we have to understand what's been holding us back so far and getting there. Because you see, there's a number of ways that the creative uh, uh, programming and uh, agency game has been set up so that you are guaranteed to get the kind of results that you've been getting. It's kind of rigged in such a way that it's no surprise that you haven't been able to get ahead of your cash flow, that you end up getting into the same situations of not having enough to pay the bills at the end of the month, making it really hard to keep your team together, uh, and all the while keeping you drained from working 16-hour days, putting together proposals, proposals, all those feature creeps and scope changes from clients. It's all because you have not been aware of a couple of key things that once you do gain awareness of, it's really easy or a lot easier to make a change. So there's a guy called Harv Ecker. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He wrote this book called The Millionaire Mind. And it's all about how the difference between successful people, meaning millionaires, sports people, think compared to average and poor people. And one key distinction about creating a business that allows you to generate wealth and allows you to generate wealth in a much more easier way than one would expect, much more certainly easier than what we've been experiencing so far in our creative businesses, in our freelance business or agency business, is the notion that good business actually is repeatable scalable and boring and by boring we mean predictable and if you measure up how our industry fares against these criteria you'll find that it's very very far from boring and although the word boring might be sacrilegious to some of you creatives out there it's certainly not the reason why we got into the industry you'll find that having a business which constantly changes because of the custom nature where every project is unique all the feedback is totally subjective and it's something that it's very difficult to build repeatable processes around makes actually for very poor business. So there are 
six overall factors of why we keep getting the results that we get. And the first one is the bad industry economics of the agency game or the freelance game. You see, cash is the lifeblood of any business. And if you don't have enough healthy oxygenated blood circulating in your system, it's really hard for you to compete in the marathon that is business because it's not a race, it's not a short-term race, it's actually a marathon, it's a long-distance race that requires a regular supply of cash in order for you to be able to keep going, growing, um, investing in marketing so that you can scale, investing in more resources and team members so that you can scale, so that you don't end up being the one having to work in your business all the time, executing all the work, but actually on it. And the main reason behind that is because in the creative business, it's based on actually project-based business, meaning that every project is unique. There, unless you have a regular retainer business, which we'll talk about how to structure a bit further on, uh, every project basically is a one-off project, which means that your cash flow is lumpy, as opposed to, let's say, an accountant, which, you know, take a monthly fee from you every single month consistently. And what that means is that if you don't have a predictable stream of cash coming in, it means that it's impossible for you to actually plan for your growth. It means that making those decisions about who to hire and how much to invest in marketing makes it very difficult because you're constantly in the state of worry and uncertainty as to whether you're going to be able to keep generating the kind of cash you need to keep your team going. So even at 30 employees, when I had 30 employees, I still had an unpredictable cash flow. And it meant that my worries about whether I'm going to be able to keep my team together just became multiplied. It was a complete mess and emotional drain having to worry about being responsible for not only myself and my family, but 30 other team members and their families. And that's all because I didn't have a predictable and stable cash flow. And because of that, the agency business is actually one of the worst industries. And what happens is because you're operating from this state of lack and fear and insecurity, it means that it becomes really easy for you to say yes to insane requests that diminish the integrity of your work. You've all been in that situation where a client is requesting some kind of a, a silly feature or a change in design or a change in approach, which you know is not the right one, but because of your fear of losing the client because of being disagreeable, you end up compromising your work. And because of that, you end up diminishing your impact and your own sense of self-worth, which means that you are constantly going in this downward spiral of a lack of confidence, security in your work and in your business. Because remember guys, before you can develop and serve your mission, you got to take care of your cash. You got to take care of your base needs, basically. And that's what this whole system is really about. It's about taking care of your base needs so that you don't have that worry constantly. And on the contrary, you have your business working for you to generate enough cash so that you can work on the bigger and grander things with much more impact and meaning that you so crave. Number two. And this is one of the biggest issues in our industry is that it's really, really hard to differentiate. I don't know how many times you might have tried to carve out a positioning for your agency to put out a unique 
strategy or message or product line or service line and find that actually it's really, really hard to do that. And on average, in every market, every country that is or city market where agencies compete, you'll find that out of every 100 agencies, there are about 10 to 20 big multinational agencies. That is agencies like McCann uh, or Endava that are backed by huge resources and, and resource pools. And then you have the rest. And out of um, the other 100, you might have 10 local players, which hats off to them. They've actually managed against all odds and probably because they started early out when the market started developing to create uh, their own name and brand and credibility in the marketplace and these are the agencies which compete head-to-head -head with the big agencies for all the big brands after that you have about maybe 10 or so 10 to 20 specialist agencies these are agencies that have specialized according to let's say a competency there's the social media agency there's the well-known pr agency there's the well-known automotive agency and these are agencies that generally have created a good strategy based on a new technology and there are always opportunities for that and i'm pretty sure that you've tried in the past to jump on some kind of a new technological fad and only to find yourself coming back to this place where um, you haven't managed basically to achieve the goals that you set out through that positioning. And for everyone else, basically, if you remember your textbook um, marketing classes, you're stuck in the middle, which is a place that you really don't want to be. It's a place where you have no unique competitive advantage, where you're competing on exactly the same criteria that everyone else does, and it's what we call a we too agency. We too are extremely creative. We too have awards. We too write amazingly clean code and deliver functional util utility apps. Um, and that's basically a place where you really don't want to be because um, you pretty much sound like everyone else on the market. And as a result, whenever you go and end up competing with your clients, they end up negotiating you down because they just see you as another commodity, basically. There are tons and tons of other agencies and freelancers coming in every single year on the marketplace, which means that if the only common denominator that you end up competing on, if you end up positioning yourself in the same way as everyone else, is on price. And it's no wonder that you kept getting negotiated down by your clients. And the reality is, is that we have to avoid swimming where the sharks are. There's a wonderful book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. And a blue ocean strategy is all about how some oceans are literally bloodied from competition. All the sharks are competing for the same fish and it's a bloodbath. And that's pretty much the, the positioning you're at when you're trying to compete for all these big brand clients. The kind of clients that, that get um, promoted in all these big uh, festivals on creative work or design festivals, the big brand clients that everyone is going after. And although they're amazing to have in your portfolio because it shows a sense of credibility and certainly we have some amazing clients in our portfolio, use that to our advantage, um, competing in the same criteria as everyone else is only going to get you into a bloodied fight. So what you want to do instead is you want to basically find that blue ocean territory, find that marketplace or create that new market segment that no one else is actually considering right now. And you'd rather be basically a big fish in a small pond 
which allows you to create a sense or a positioning of authority. When you are the only one in this new territory, because other people haven't considered basically this new strategy or positioning, and you get to position yourself as an expert and as an authority. And uh, even though more uh, sharks and players might come on the scene and you will have some competition, mainly because of your own success, having gone there as the first, second or third player means that you get remembered top of mind like all the other agencies are currently. And before you're thinking, I know what you're thinking right now that, oh, well, you know, if I go and uh, try and compete for some other middle tier clients in smaller segments, are they going to be enough? Are they going to have enough budgets? Do they actually want my services? And that's actually a huge myth because if you look at the figures and stats, there are thousands or hundreds of thousands of businesses that are eligible for your service. Businesses that need more efficient ways of uh, managing their workflow and they'll need development services. They need more visibility and better ways to automate their marketing. They need better image and credibility in the marketplace and hence need design services and there are tons and tons and tons of uh, new startups that are always coming on the marketplace so it's a myth that there aren't enough clients and what you need to do actually is get out of those bloodied waters those 100 200 brands that everyone competes for you know who they are they're the big retail brands the big supermarket brands the big automotive brands and although it's okay to compete for them once in a while just so you can have something to show off with, they're rarely ever going to be your most profitable clients. Instead, find that blue ocean territory where the right mix between having a number of potential clients available and having a right positioning so that you can charge with a high enough margin means that you'll exit this state of lack or this lack mentality. And that lack mentality is what gives you that sense of desperation for whenever a new client comes on or you're invited to a pitch and you end up basically giving it all away for nothing. And big agencies, sorry, big clients and big brands, they play you in that kind of game. They know that you're in that kind of position and that's why they're very good at negotiating down to the lowest possible price. So remember, it's about cash flow for before mission. And if you aren't the agency of choice then you're just another agency. Number three is all about managing complexity. If you go back to the quote by Harv Ecker where he says, good business is scalable, predictable, and boring. Well, agency work is one of the most complex industries. You have an increasing demands of technology, all these new technological progress, all these new infinite number of tools for marketing, frameworks for development, new technologies, new boundaries. And on top of all of that, every project is custom and unique, which means that it all brings a new sets of challenges and requirements. Even if you're using an established framework that you prefer to go with, there's always some kind of a new feature or requirement which makes you um, look at new technological options. And if you want to even propound the complexity of all this, if uh, every work basically or our work mainly when it's custom is subjective meaning that you have no set criteria of judging who has done a good job or not or even understanding your clients requirements in the first place when you go to a custom project that you have no experience of before you have to be responsible for being the 
for becoming the expert in that. And you have to do that in a very, very short amount of time. And what we often do is we often play up the position of being an expert when really we don't really know what we're talking about. And this creates massive information canyons between clients and teams. And that's why this process is so full of friction because from the brief, which most briefs never put in place exactly what the requirements are, from clients who are uneducated and don't understand really what it is that they're asking for and what's required. And between your team members, which maybe are from different skill sets, copywriters, designers, developers, programmers, testers, QA managers, project managers, account managers, all have different requirements and different skill sets. So putting that all together means that you have a very, very complex and difficult business to manage. So what you wanna do basically is you wanna make everything as simple and predictable and repeatable as process as possible by putting together processes that are backed behind simple ideas. Because the opposite of that means that it's very, very actually hard to plan for your capacity. And trust me, I've been there with 30 team members and I've seen what it's like with my outsourcing clients with 200 team members. Capacity is always a mess. It's really hard to predict how many resources you need to book out for what kind of projects. And it's really, really, really difficult. So you need to simplify things. You need to follow Harv Ecker's advice and keep things simple, predictable, scalable, and boring. Meaning you can run it on automation or run it in an automated way by having other people do the work and you just basically checking that the key processes in place are being respected. And... Um, just remember that charging high fees or having success is not about having one-off complicated projects that you bust your ass off and deliver a perfect result. That's not a bad way to do things, but it will often mean that you'll end up becoming burnt out. Having or being able to charge fees is all about consistency. Think of McDonald's. They certainly, by any stretch of the imagination, do not have the superior project product. But if you walk into every single McDonald's around the world, you will get the same standard and the same product. And that's what allows them basically to have this uh, power and presence in the market because everyone gets a guaranteed result. Big Mac is the same in Greece as it is the same in UK as it is the same in the US. So you want to basically create a business that is consistent and that delivers consistent value. Or as you're able to maintain the consistency of your value, you'll be able to increase your fees and your opportunities for making more money. So what you need to do basically is focus on creating a system that standardizes the work, minimizes all complexity, and manages clients' expectations in a predictable, repeatable, and scalable way. Number four, and this is a huge one, is not having a focus. We are the millennial generation that is that is in the crisp of all this technological evolution and advancement. We have social media, which basically trains us to have instant gratification. And we, as a result, create this addiction to variety. We're always, um, we're always looking for the next basically shiny thing and we're always attracted to the next shiny thing. And you got to remember that constantly switching up your strategy by developing new project frameworks or going into new design areas or focusing on new industries means that you don't get that sense of consistency. And when you don't have a sense of consistency, it's very hard to develop mastery. 
And what is mastery? Mastery is basically doing the same thing over and over again until you become a true master in it. That's how you develop basically uh, mastery and it's developed through consistency. You got to stop reinventing basically the wheel every single time a new potential client comes on. And the reason why you do that is because you don't have a scalable sales system in place. You don't have a predictable income. So every new opportunity feels like it's the last opportunity. And that's the reality. And that's why you keep jumping on to the next interesting thing. Secondly is, is because let's face it, it's fun. It's fun to be creative. It's fun to switch up things. But what you have to realize is that you have to leave the fun parts, the creative parts for yourself, for your own brand, for your own business, for your own impact. Because every time you invest that into new clients, you're giving away a little part of yourself. And you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to become a master in one area that's going to generate you a consistent, reliable, and scalable, repeatable income, which is going to then provide you the financial freedom that you need to really do and take and uh, go after your, your wildest dreams, your wildest visions, and make a real big impact in the world. So most important aspect is you need to get clarity. Clarity, my friends, is power. The more clear you are about where you want to go and what that end goal is, what does it look like? Uh, how much revenue do you want to create? How much money do you want to have in the bank? Where do you want to deliver your impact? Who do you want to deliver it for? All those things you have to get crystal clarity on. And when you have clarity, it lasers in your focus and you'll see that the rest kind of rearranges itself for you. Your brain's a magnificent tool that if you set your vision with clarity, everything else becomes a lot more easier to obtain. Your brain finds the solutions to get there. But when it's mixed up with all these different opportunities and you're constantly jumping from one to the next, from one skill set to the next, um, it's no wonder basically where we're currently at. Clarity is power, my friends.